take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome to our second episode of Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Check us out online at couplesynergy.com and be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experiences working with thousands of couples for over 15 years. Everyone says you need to work on a relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of with the partner they fell in love with. It is July 4th, 2019, and Jean and I are so very excited to be kicking off our podcast with a very informative topic with extremely valuable content for all you listeners out there. But first, we want to thank all of you listeners who have already subscribed to our podcast and have been patiently awaiting our launch. And today is the day. It's awesome. It's been a long time coming. It has been a long time coming. Yeah. And in this episode, Gene and I will be talking about the three things you can do right now to improve your relationship. Today. Today, right now. You can just go and, and do these things yeah. and your relationship is They don't even cost money benefit from that. Absolutely. Right. And so what are those three things, Jean? Do something new and, and thrilling. thrilling. Do yeah. something new and thrilling together. That's the first one here. And, you know, it, it might seem kind of like a no brainer. Just go do something new. You know, maybe we should go just see a movie or something or try a new restaurant. But it's a thrilling part that actually is, you know, the key word here. <laughs> you know, like when we were in Tahiti and we were diving, we were went scuba diving and the sharks were circling around the boat before we... That was quite thrilling. Yes. <laughs> right. That was a really good one. I mean, they're black tip reef sharks, but still uh, never... Yeah, yeah, it was totally safe. Never dove... It's a little intimidating. With sharks yeah. swimming around. And, and the lemon, big lemon. lemon sharks, yeah. those, are, those are really intimidating too. But it's that thrilling, that heart pounding type of experience that increases bonding between a couple. So here's a fun story. I really like roller coasters. And Ray really <laughs> hates roller coasters. I absolutely hate them. So last year we live pretty close to Great America and we went up there. And I did some video. And if you go to our Facebook page on the trail with Ray and Jean, you can see this little video of us. And <laughs> Ray looks miserable on that video. It was miserable. But it was thrilling for both of us just in different ways. So even if he's not enjoying it, it was still an awesome bonding time for us. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was bonding. It was definitely very bonding. Please go watch that video and leave Ray some supportive uh, comments. No, no. <laughs> When, when we're talking about the thrilling experience, there is a lot going on up in the brain. You know, there are these bonding chemicals, bonding neurotransmitters that are released when couples experience something thrilling together, right? And it actually can cause and facilitate sexual attraction. Yeah. And what we know about human beings is that 
when we share a heart pounding experience together, you know, we bond. And in the case of couples, that sexual attraction is is actually increased. There was a movie. Do you remember that the movie was called The Mountain Between Us? The plane crash? Yes. Yeah. In 2017. Was so that a true story? I, I don't think so. It was it was based on a book, but I don't know if it, it was a true story okay. or not. But it was for all of you who have not seen the movie. I'm not going to give any spoilers out there, but it's about a male doctor and a female writer that gets stranded in the mountains after the pilot suffers a heart attack and then, you know, the, the plane crashes. Mm -hmm. And so now they have to survive together. I believe the female writer was heading home to and she was going to get married the next day. Yeah. Right. And so the, the bonding that is, is created between the two of them does manifest into a sexual attraction, a sexual relationship. But that is, it, you know, besides it being fictitious, mm -hmm. this is a real thing that happens between couples that share a thrilling experience. And we've we've done a lot of different things together. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. You know, even like the way we travel, we I remember we were in Spain and you saw this little sign for the Don Quixote Castle. And it was just just this ruins of castle. But it was really cool to drive that little town. Like I can remember it so vividly because that's how our brain works, right? Mm -hmm. It's like when our amygdala is activated, which is our fight, flight or freeze response, we remember things much more vividly. It's the reason most people know where they were on September 11th, 2001. Because it's an emotional memory. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. And those emotional memories, they don't fade. They're burned in your brain. Yeah. And so when you ha share that emotional experience with another human being, you are bonded together. Right. And it releases the same type of chemicals that get released during sex. Correct. Right. You know, so we drove through that little town and up the side of the mountain. And it, it really wasn't a spectacular thing to see, but it was such cool history. And I, I, I can see it in my head right now. It's so cool. <laughs> Well, you, you've taken me hang gliding. Yes. Which was a very thrilling experience. That was very cool. Right. Especially pulling up to the top of the mountain and seeing people jump off of it. <laughs> right. And you mentioned the scuba diving and then our latest adventure was wreck diving. Yeah. Down in Cozumel. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, that was a pretty thrilling experience right. too. When we share in those, you know, those common thrilling experiences, it really you know, makes us, first of all, it's, it's very exciting. It's something we can talk about afterwards, Yeah. you know, and we could share in that together, even if it was a bad experience. Yeah. Like how great America was for you, but not me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. But even if it's a bad experience for both people, you know, that bad experience that you both have shared together is something you can laugh about, you can talk about later on in life and it bonds you even still. Yeah. And I think a lot of those things you, you get to plan them. Like you plan a trip or you plan a day or you plan even to create something or like spend some money on something that can be pretty thrilling. So you get the planning part that's exciting and then the doing it and then the talking about it later. Sure. So it really, it's a long experience. Yeah. Like if a couple is planning a trip together, yep. you know, something mm -hmm. that's kind of a little bit, you know, expensive and you know, something that, that they both really dreamed of. Yeah. That can be a thrilling experience as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. The second one. Surprise. Surprises. Yeah. All right. So surprises, we're not talking about just the flowers and a greeting card or a box of candy or anything like that for special occasions. Right. No. So I remember on our second anniversary, 
it was actually the day that my dad had his funeral. And so we really didn't get to celebrate. And that was in February. So we were married on Valentine's Day. And in September, I kind of created this big surprise. And this is when ATA was a plane company. And I called him up and I said, where do you go? Like they had those commercials like 29, 39, 49, 59. So where do you go for $29? And they said, Minneapolis. Was it $29? Yeah, it was. We didn't have any money back then. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to take that, that flight. And I never told you about it. And I had your boss make you come in early to work so I could pack us. And then I had my mom complain that she had a problem with one of her condos that was by the airport. And you were so mad. You had your tool belt on. You were sitting in the back seat. You're like, what is going on with this day? I had to go in early. It was a terrible day <laughs> to begin with for me. <laughs> and you fell asleep on the way to the airport and you wake up. Well, what was your experience? Well, it, my boss calls me in early and we're talking about like two hours early than, I, than I'm supposed to be there. And he just starts talking to me about his relationship problems. <laughs> So I, I felt really angry because I, I was like, this is what I was called in for. Is this to listen to your relationship problems? You know, and so it was more of a personal in nature. Right. And then and then you tell me that your mom is having problems with a condo. And, you know, I, I, that's when I was was like, now I have to take care of this responsibility, too. Yeah. You know, and so it just turned out to be a, a pretty you know, very stressful day. And then I fell asleep in the car on the way to the quote unquote condo, you know, and then I wake up and we are actually at the airport. And then I was like, what, what's and happening? And I handed what, you what a beer and here? I said, we're on vacation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was only like two days. We didn't really have the time or the money to go do, do much. So it was $29 airfare and Two hotel rooms. Thanks. It's a very interesting experience when someone packs for you <laughs> for a trip. That you don't have to worry about anything, right? Yeah. You, you don't have to think about to bring this or bring that because whatever's in the bag is what you have, right? right? And so that is quite a surprise. Well, you you surprised me like that too once, and you we were supposed to be going to your sister's, but instead we kept driving all the way to Florida, right? And, and I remember thinking like, well, don't we have like that dentist appointment or what about this? Or, you know, like all of a sudden your whole world is everything that was important goes away, like instant de-stress. And then you just have to let go. Right. Right. So these surprises that we're talking about here, these are random surprises. Yep. All right. They're, they're, they could be little gestures. They could be big gestures, but they show that your partner is at the top of mind, that right. you are showing consideration. You're thinking about your partner, right? And I that, remember that one couple, she would make his lunch and she would take a bite out of the sandwich. <laughs> right. When he'd open his lunch, he's like, hi, honey. Yeah. Well, one of my clients, his wife would drive for work. And when she would drive, she would enjoy a bag of Twizzlers. So she was preparing for a trip you know, for business. And he threw a bag Twizzlers on her uh, passenger seat. So when she started driving, she saw it. And, you know, so it's that little tiny yeah. surprise there uh -huh. that she thought she was going to have to stop and get a bag. And he was already taken care of, right? right? That he was already thinking about her. Right. Yeah. And I think there's just so much mileage with that and it's not electronic and it's just, here they have the Twizzlers is something you can hold. You yeah. Know? It's just something really small. I mean, yeah. putting a post-it note 
on the bathroom mirror or something. That one couple we worked with, they would have lots of parties and they would really feel disconnected. So they came up with this plan of they would go in a room and turn a light on and then the other one would go later and see the light on and go turn it off. And like they would (laughs) surprise each other with that. Just like, hey, I'm thinking about you, but I don't have time to come and talk to you because you're in the middle of conversation with other people. That's kind of neat. Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember that couple? I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's that's kind of neat. But it, it's really those these really small gestures, you know, that it, it remain helps you remain connected to your partner. Yeah, it's it's always nice too because when you get the surprise, you didn't just get the surprise; you got the thought behind it. Like your partner was thinking about you, and they're sitting there all happy inside, like hoping when you see this, it's going to just brighten your day. And they're just part of it. Right. You know, uh, John Gottman, Mm -hmm. uh, a leading researcher about couple relationships, couples relationships, he termed a concept called bid attempts. Yeah. Right. And so in his research, uh, bid attempts were little, little gestures, little attempts for a, a person to reach out and connect with their partner. Mm-hmm. Right. And so in their lab, it, it maybe looked like this where one person was, you know, reading something, the other person might be straightening up or doing something, but they're not interacting with each other. And then the person reading says, Hey, honey, come check this out. Look at this. This is very interesting what I'm reading. So there it's, it's not solicited and the person is stopping what they're doing to reach out to connect with their partner, mm-hmm. right? And they found in their research that happy, healthy couples made X amount more. Way more. Yep. Way more of these bid attempts in their relationship than unhappy, unhealthy couples. And that's because unhappy and unhealthy couples, they most often, they didn't connect. They didn't reciprocate that bid attempt. Right. So even if one of them tried, the other person said, not now I'm busy. Or, right, right. Or, yeah. or ignored it mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. And so, you know, the number of bid attempts went down. Right. So it's very similar to kind of what we're talking about here is that reaching out and, and connecting with your partner and that surprise element I think is really important though. Yeah. Right. It just, it adds just that little bit of flair there where it makes your partner feel special. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know what else that happy, healthy couples do? Mm. Number three. Oh, they sleep naked. (laughs) What does that study say? Like 58% of couples who sleep naked report being happy? So that's from a Cotton USA poll. 57% of those who sleep in the nude report being happy in their relationships. And only 38% of those who sleep fully clothed report being happy in their relationships. So, I mean, this is, that's pretty significant there. It's really significant. Right. I imagine there's a whole bunch of other factors, you know, that couples who are, sleeping in the nude are more inclined to be intimate or show affection towards each other. But the stats don't lie, right? Yeah, there's there's an interesting part of our brain that only 3% of mammals have. And the the 3% of mammals that have that are, are the other mammals that pair bond. And pair bonding for humans, it activates all sorts of really yummy neurotransmitters. It's uh, oxytocin, 
and vasopressin to be specific, mm-hmm. including dopamine. Right. right. Which are all of our bonding. You know, when a baby's born, they talk about skin to skin contact and how important that is, especially for their brain development. And it doesn't go away when you stop being a baby. No, no. No, in fact, it's necessary in order to enter into a a committed phase Mm -hmm. in a relationship, right? This is where couples are creating that connection with each other and moving forward in their life together. Uh, In that study, it said that over that 45% of the people who are sleeping naked are 55 and over. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so the best is yet to come. Yeah. (laughs) So I remember when our son was moving out to go to college and we were becoming empty nesters and you were always quoting that one, that one movie about the naked room. Oh my gosh. Is that uh, (laughs) failure launch? Failure to launch. (laughs) The the dad wants him out. Bradshaw. (laughs) That's fine. Yes. Yes. The naked room. And you know, when we started as a family, well, when we got married, we started as a family because I had a 10 year old son. And so it was really the first time in our relationship where we had the kind of freedom to just be naked, which is actually quite lovely. It it is. (laughs) Yes. And obviously, you know, the studies out there and research really uh, facilitates a reason for it. Right. Right. Absolutely. There's a, you know, a lot of the couples that we see, it's a really big problem in their relationship. And we're not even talking about intimacy. We're talking about being exposing themselves in front of each other, so to speak, being vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, they're not touching at all. Right. But then exposing themselves is something that they don't want. They don't want to do. Right. Which is very interesting, you know, because you think about that in the beginning of a relationship, when you are in that, you know, romance phase and you're just so excited to be around each other and you have that sexual attraction, that that's not an issue. Right. Right. In fact, that's something that you it's want. A, it's a natural of. thing that our brains and bodies and emotions want. Right. Which is why we do it. Yeah. But then, it gets a little risky because we have to balance a checkbook with the other person. Right. Right. So now the risk increases in the relationship and they don't want to, you know, have any rejection or any abandonment. And so they start to wall up. Right. And, and literally start to put layers on. That happens for us. Yeah, <laughs> sure. If we're in the middle of a really good fight, we are not the type of people that don't go to bed angry. Mm-hmm. We do go to bed angry. Yeah. Sometimes our fights take days to resolve. Got to sleep in there somewhere. But you'll usually uh, get your hands out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we don't want to endorse any product, <laughs> you know, specific product or anything <laughs> out there. But we do then sleep clothed because it, it's like this protective measure, right? right? A protective coping mechanism yep. where you're just, I want to be alone. I want to be by, by like, myself. Like you don't get to have access to me right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, you know, it's interesting. And we've always been very affectionate, a, a very affectionate couple, although when life was really busy and you were working on your doctorate and you wouldn't usually come to bed when I would go to sleep, Mm -hmm. which is the only time in our relationship we had it like that. It, it does something to your stress levels. So when you are cuddling and have that skin to skin contact, your stress levels go down, your blood pressure goes down and your anxiety goes down Mm -hmm. and it, and it, 
you can feel the difference, right? Well, we, we do that with our, our kids. We hold them, we mm-hmm. hug them, we, you know, kiss their forehead and we give them that affection naturally because we know that it's important. Right. Right. But couples aren't doing that with each other. No. Then especially, you we know, do it with our dogs, we do it with our dogs. Right. We, we, you know, pet them. In fact, there, there's a lot of research out there that shows that, you know, your blood pressure lowers and heart rate lowers, respiration lowers when you are petting a dog or petting an animal, mm-hmm. you know, hence the reason why we have therapy animals. And so couples who are not doing that because there is, you know, tension or disagreements, negativity in the relationship, they just create more and more of this divide between each other. So this comes from the book called Attached by Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. And in here it says the biological truth on page 26. Numerous studies show that once we become attached to someone, the two of us form one physiological unit. Our partner regulates our blood pressure, our heart rate, our breathing, and the levels of hormones in our blood. We're no longer separate entities. The emphasis on differentiation that is held by most of today's popular psychology approaches to adult relationships does not hold water from a biological perspective. Dependency is a fact. It is not a choice or a preference. So whether we're aware of it or not, we're impacting each other's biology. That's the same concept of, as entrainment. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Entrainment is, how do, I, how do I describe this? Entrainment is when one organism it influences another just by proximity, mm-hmm. just by being within the same proximity. Like um, two uh, heart rate cells. Right. And so, you know, researchers would have one heart rate, one heart rate, one heart cell, mm-hmm. and they would apply electricity to it and it would start beating at its own rate and they would apply electricity to another heart cell which would beat at a different rate. And as they move the Petri dishes closer to each other, they would start to entrain to Mm -hmm. each other and start beating at the same rate. You know, you see that with herds, right? So if a bunch of antelope are drinking water and one looks up and looks in a certain direction and when more than 50% are looking in that direction, the entire herd races off. So, so we share that kind of thing with them, but we do that with our, with our bonding partner. And it's really good for your health. It's really good for de-stressing. It's really comforting. It lowers anxiety. There's just so many great things about that skin-to-skin contact. And people who sleep naked enjoy a better sex life. I I would hope so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think that, I I think one thing that's interesting over time, especially for women, because a lot of our couples, when we ask them to attempt this, at least when they go on vacation or something, the women get this look of shock on their face. And I'm pretty sure your husband wants to see you naked. (laughs) No matter what you look like and no matter what you used to look like and what you've become, you know, nature's a little unfair. And given the fact our bodies change so much through childbirth, but the, the softness and the warmth and the comfort is all there. And what men really want, they just want to be accepted and loved. Right. Way more right. than the turning on piece. Well, you know, when we are to kind of recap, I mean, when we're looking at all three of these things that you can do to improve your, your relationship right now, 
The problem happens when couples stop investing any energy, any time into any of these three things. Right. And it, it, it's kind of when we're talking about entrainment here, you know, that's what happens. You, you start to entrain to the new normal. And the new normal is, you know, not doing thrilling things, maybe just settling into a pattern of doing the same thing over and over again. You get stuck in a rut. You Your brain rut. literally gets stuck in a rut. Like you drive the same work, the same way to work every day and you sit in the same chair and have your food and you just get really, really stuck. Or are you entrained to not buying surprise gifts mm -hmm. for each other, yeah. right? Because you, you want to save money and, and that makes sense. The intention is let's be economical, you know, so don't get me something that I might not like, but I will give you a list of all the things that I want and then you could just pick something off that list and buy it for me, right? right? It just, it just loses it. Yeah. It loses the whole yeah. energy about it, about the surprise and about, you know, that heart rate, you know, mm -hmm. and the excitement about that. Yeah. You know, doing the sandwich thing is free. I mean, you're making the sandwich anyways, right? And there's a lot of things you can do that absolutely don't cost any money. You know, even like get a blanket and have a picnic in your living room by yeah, candlelight, right? Right. You can still eat your grilled cheese. You're just eating it in a different place with different lighting and it changes it up. You know, that, that newness is really, really important. And especially if someone is surprised and thrilled at the same time, what about surprised, thrilled and naked at the same time? Oh, a trifecta. There we go. <laughs> Ticking all the boxes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, when you have a really busy life, especially with little kids, you can at least be in a place where you can create a little sanctuary for yourself. At the end of that article, it, it said this really cool, cool quote. So in the Medical Daily, that same article we were talking about, sleeping naked helps couples have healthy relationships with more intimacy. I'm going to read you their end quote because it's really cool. And it says, perhaps the bedroom is more than just a place to get hot and heavy in between the sheets. It's a sanctuary where relationships grow. And I think that's an awesome thought that you could create a sanctuary in your home that you already have a space for and you can be just more conscious and aware of it. And so create that that place that is for you and your partner and no one else. So just like just like doing anything or starting anything, it is going to be a little bit awkward in the right. beginning. Right. Especially if you used to do these things together as a couple and because of whatever reasons, kids and work and stress, uh, you've you've gotten away from it. Trying to implement it now might, you know, get a raised eyebrow from your partner, but that's OK. That's exactly what you want to be doing. So you want to be shifting the the paradigm that the two of you have gotten stuck in. Right. And so do that, you know, invest in, in your relationship. And these three things, just putting some energy towards this will really shift things in, in a better direction. Yeah. Even if you can just do it for, you know, five or 10 minutes before you fall asleep at night because you worry about the kids walking in or something, it's still, that, that's going to also do a lot in terms of decreasing your stress from the day. Yeah, absolutely. More than talking. So we want to thank you so much for joining us today and for listening to Couples Synergy. And we hope that by listening to this episode, it's not only been beneficial for your life, but also for your relationship. For all of you listening, 
please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review. It would really be helpful for us. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. And for more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the Couples Weekend Intensive, and our premier program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. Until next time, synergize your life, synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Kedkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Kedkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez. <laughs>